Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage. I'm so pleased our city is opening up a bit again, as I've long since wanted to tell you about a photographic exhibition that's on at the Asia Society Hong Kong Centre until June the 6th, called Recovery, Resilience, Resurgence, 30 Years of Hong Kong Photos, 1940s to 1970s. The exhibition showcases the work of three outstanding photographers. Hedda Morrison, visiting Hong Kong in 1946. Lee Fuk Chi, who came from Singapore and lived a life of hardship here, but would sell his photos of the 1950s to tourists on the peak. And New Zealander Brian Brake, who is the resurgence era of Hong Kong in the 1970s. Recovery, Resilience, Resurgence is curated by Edward Stokes, who founded the Photographic Heritage Foundation and who, over the next two programmes, shows me the work of Morrison, Lee and Brake. We're here in the Chantal Miller Gallery of the Asia Society, which in itself is a superb heritage aspect of Hong Kong because this building was part of the original British military barracks in this central part of Hong Kong. And this actual building and the buildings around it were part of the magazine. You can see the miniature tram tracks outside, which were used to transport ammunition. And the restoration of this building is a superb piece of historical remaking. And the gallery itself, we'll go into in a moment, is absolutely beautiful, both as a gallery and as a place where you can see the structure of the original building. Yes, I've just had a a peek in and I'm looking forward to seeing these three photographers today. But it's just very interesting. It's a huge space by Hong Kong standards. Yes, this has to be one of Hong Kong's most beautiful and spacious galleries and it was absolutely perfect for this exhibition because the three photographers, Hedda Morrison, Lee Fook Chi and Brian Brake, photograph Hong Kong over essentially consecutive decades and because the Chantal Miller Gallery has four distinct chambers, that allowed us to give a very clear spatial representation, if you like, of the exhibition's photos. The foundation that you work with researches so many of these photographers that otherwise wouldn't be discovered. Hedda Morrison perhaps more prominent, but Lee Fook Chi certainly you were instrumental in ensuring that his wonderful photographs saw the light of day. Each of these three photographers in this exhibition today are showing a different side of Hong Kong. Yes, uh, certainly the Photographic Heritage Foundation's entire mission, its reason for existence, is to seek out, research, bring back to Hong Kong and Asia, but primarily Hong Kong, photographs from the fairly now fairly distant past and also to celebrate the lives of the photographers. A lot of this, I might say, began in the University of Hong Kong libraries, where in 1995, which seems almost like another lifetime. I was then researching my nature work and browsing around in the library I found this book, not this actual copy, rest assured, this is mine, but the annual report on Hong Kong for the year 1946. And in it were these, uh, quite a number of photographs, each credited to a woman called Hedda Morrison. I knew who she was from books she'd published in her late life in Australia. She was an Australian citizen. And although the reproductions here are very poor, I knew from my photographic experience, my own work, that the negatives could be superb. And that led to a long, long 
detective hunt that quite literally began in the University of Hong Kong Libraries led me to Germany, uh, to Australia where she'd become a citizen, to Harvard University, Harvard Yenching Library, where her Hong Kong negatives were discovered. And this print here is one of the beautiful prints made by the Harvard Imaging Lab from those negatives to create the book all those years ago, published 2005. And it shows the University of Hong Kong's main hall with its roof timbers taken away. So this is immediately after the war. Hedda comes here in September 1946, stays for six months. And this is the most self-evident example in the exhibition of how Hong Kong did have to recover from the war, from all the depredations of the occupation. And this superb print is now re-imaged, worked up, improved part of the exhibition. In, in fact, it's the very first photograph in the exhibition. Hedda Morrison, a German photographer, is born in 1908 in Stuttgart, Germany in 1933. Of course, with the political developments in Germany, she decides to move elsewhere. And uh, just briefly, she is in fact then sent uh, on a photography job as such to Beijing. That's right. Uh, uh, Hedda Morrison in 1933, having trained as a photographer, she makes a radical life change takes up a job opportunity as a studio photographer in Beijing, where she lives very happily and left a quite remarkable record, far, far greater than her Hong Kong record, of pre-war China. Yes, well, there's a photograph where you start here where she's uh, looking very happy. She's in a tweed skirt, ankle socks and lace-up shoes on a, a bicycle in a field. It looks like a very rural scene, flat, sandy in Beijing. Yes, that's just outside Beijing, and it was taken by her husband-to-be, Alastair Morrison, and clearly it it radiates with her happiness at becoming engaged. Alastair and Hedda became a wonderful lifelong team, and also her joy being out out in the open amidst ordinary people. And something we can see here that brings that out is a panel that quotes the three photographers. Uh, The quotation from Hedda Morrison reads... Chinese attitudes towards a solitary woman traveller could not have been more helpful and I met with courtesy wherever I went. Lethal Chi says, It was fate that I came to Hong Kong and it is fate that I met Mr Stokes. My photos were good, now they are in safe hands. Oh, how lovely. And Brian Brake, the New Zealand photographer, New Zealand's greatest documentary photographer, writes, If you did a good job for life, at Life magazine, it simply kept on snowballing and you were given more and more of a free hand each time. Which is what a photographer wants, surely. Exactly. <laughs> and those three comments, I think, really highlight much about the photographers and also reflects on a very important aspect of them as individuals, of them as photographers, and thus on this exhibition. And that is that both Hedda Morrison and Brian Brake had an enormous respect for the lives of ordinary people, which, of course, we really know are not by any means ordinary. They're the people who make the world run, by and large. But they both, throughout their lives, had a wonderful, close rapport with ordinary people, and, in other words, with daily life. And that shines through this exhibition. Paradoxically, Li Fuxi himself was of a very humble background, uneducated, poor, remained poor throughout his life, but 
he transcended his grassroots background life and became a photographer whose legacy we see here today. I'm with exhibition curator Edward Stokes here up at uh, the Asia Society. We're looking at three photographers today, Hedda Morrison, Lee Fukji and Brian Brake, all part of an exhibition, Recovery, Resilience, Resurgence, 30 Years of Hong Kong Photographs, 1940s to the 1970s. Here we are in the gallery, uh, Chamber 1, Hedda Morrison, Chambers 2 and 3, Lee Fukji, Chamber 4, Brian Brake. And when you come in, there's a curator's panel here, and that, broadly speaking, gives the gist of the exhibition, that there was post-war this great period of recovery. Hong Kong had been battered by the war. That's unarguable. Well, large parts had been, I mean, particularly in Wan Chai, but other areas had been bombed. Yes, and particularly around the port, around the Taiku area, Taiku docks. So there was, in the 46 onwards, uh, quite a rapid burst of energy and economic growth that allowed Hong Kong to recover. Fifties is a period of resilience, as the title says, and of course that's when the Korean War embargo makes life very, very difficult for Hong Kong. Hong Kong transforms itself from a, essentially an entrepot to a manufacturing, light manufacturing centre. And then the Brian Break period, the 60s, 70s, which we call resurgence, when Hong Kong becomes one of the so-called tiger economies. Uh, it forges forward. Of course, there's the problems, uh, the social and uh, economic problems. That's undeniable too. But broadly speaking, Hong Kong becomes a very vital place and a place that the world knows about. Tourists flock to Hong Kong. And you've also got a huge population growth. You've got tens of thousands of, or hundreds of thousands of refugees coming from the north from 1949 onwards. Yes. So that, that, I would say, that is also resilience in the 50s. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We've got um, a rooftop school here that I'll be looking at later, yes. Well, of course, those people were the people who, at a grassroots level, powered... Hong Kong's economic growth, allied, of course, with the expertise and capital of the entrepreneurs. In each of the uh, chambers, we have a panel talking about uh, the life and work of the photographers, Hedda Morrison, Lee Fuchi, Brian Brake, but there are also panels talking about that period of Hong Kong's development. And as you say, population growth was, was probably the central factor in so much that happened, both providing opportunities for economic growth, but also presenting Hong Kong and its then colonial government and its society with enormous problems to overcome. Above all people, squatter housing. Lee Fuchi himself lived in a squatter home in Taihang. Over here, Anne-Marie, there's a panel that talks about briefly about photography, because although the key aim of the exhibition is to be historical and to help people see yeah, but I want to know what cameras they used. In, in a fresh <laughs> way. But we also want to communicate, particularly to a generation now that almost entirely uses digital cameras, what film photography was about. And the panel explains in brief layman's terms, negatives, positives, negatives, prints. I hadn't even thought that. Yes, of course. You know, anybody who's under, what, 25, well, 30? Well, much older than that, I would think. Uh, and it also looks at the, the different sizes of films and to some extent at the very large photographic technical challenges of taking negatives and transparencies, Hedda Morrison, Lee Fuchi negatives, Brian Brake colour transparencies, scanning them using modern technology and working them up 
to the kind of resplendent prints we see here today. Of course, these, uh, you know, the photographs that you're seeing today, these enlarged photographs are way bigger than the original photograph. Yes, precisely, particularly in the case of Brian Brake. Hedda Morris and Lee Fuchi use medium format cameras and film. Brian Brake used 35mm. So what does medium format mean? Well, it, it refers to various sizes of camera backs and film, but typically, and in the case of uh, Hedda Morrison, her negatives were 6 by 6 centimetres, Lee Fuchi 6 by 9 centimetres, Brian Brake's transparencies 24 millimetres by 36 oh, millimetres. So his large prints here are, are enlarged somewhere in the order of 40 to 60 times. Which shows a huge quality. Oh, that's so staggering because uh, I'm jumping ahead, but there was one photograph I was just looking at of uh, Brian Brakes, and it's a colour photograph, wonderful, of um, race day, but you're not looking at the horses, you're looking back into the crowd, and every single face is absolutely identifiable to, down to the expression, reading it, a newspaper. It, it is quite remarkable. Uh, but I would also add that the kind of technical quality uh, that, that truly... I, I truly believe shines from these photos, rests on enormous teamwork. Our designer, Colin Tiller in Hong Kong, a great deal of work on the images, and particularly our wonderful imaging company, which in fact is in Singapore. An exhibition like this, undeniably, is teamwork. Design, production, installation, a wonderful company in Hong Kong called Campaign Hong Kong. But it also records our sponsors, our funders, because without their kind generosity... An exhibition like this is simply impossible. Uh, the Photographic Heritage Foundation's funders for this exhibition were the sponsor, Dr. Patrick S.C. Poon, and his master Insight media, and the supporters, Carson Choi, Swire Group Charitable Trust, and Nteng Fong Charitable Foundation. And it's also good to record, particularly because Hedda became an Australian citizen, and I'm an Australian, that the Australian Consulate General Hong Kong is involved with the exhibition. And it also, of course, records uh, the sources of the photos, very widespread. Uh, you know, the foundation really does have international reach. Uh, Harvard Yenching Library, Harvard University, Museum of New Zealand, Te Papa Tongarewa, and the partner of Brian Brake, Wyman Lau, a Hong Kong person, uh, the University of Hong Kong, Libraries, archives, special collections. Believe me, this exhibition <laughs> represents great teamwork. Yeah, so you've got, as you say, the, the various collections, the, the wonderful sponsors. So uh, putting all of this together, I'm sure. We're in the gallery of Hedda Morrison's photographs, which uh, represent recovery. So Hedda Morrison comes for six months in September 1946 to Hong Kong. She came here out of curiosity. She came here for a job. As we said before, Hedda Morrison, or then Hedda Harmer, but now Hedda Morrison through marriage, had lived in China from 1933. Uh, by 1946, life in Beijing was not looking easy, and she and her new husband, Alastair, decided to move on. They sailed in a ship, a Butterfield and Swire ship, the Hanyang, from Tianjin to Hong Kong. And in fact, they would have stayed in Hong Kong, but Alastair could not find work. And what was his area? Uh, he was working with government. He sought a post with the Hong Kong government, then the colonial government, but was unlucky. Went to London and they then, Alastair got a job in Sarawak and they lived there for 20 years. But in fact, they really did hope to stay in Hong Kong. And Hedda was passionate about Hong Kong. 
her photographs in that six months period of the, this this is just a tiny fraction of her Hong Kong photos uh, represented almost every part and aspect of Hong Kong. In the early 2000s, the Photographic Heritage Foundation actually produced a wonderful book of Hedda Morrison's photography. Tell me, uh, from the perspective of a sort of veteran photographer, what appeals to you about the way that Hedda focuses in on a subject, or that her technique? Hedda Morrison's photographs of Hong Kong are very wide-ranging. Many of them are unique. Uh, this one we're looking at here, uh, looking from Kennedy Road over Southhorn Playground to the Wan Chai Streets, is totally unique, as is the one beside it of the Hong Kong University main hall without its roof timbers. So they're certainly unique. Uh, it's a very widespread representation of Hong Kong in terms of parts of Hong Kong. But I think the thing that always struck me most was her warm regard for people who led what you might call, but I do not think are, ordinary lives. And we can see it most clearly here in this set of photographs. Shows people who had great hardship, a man sleeping with bare feet on concrete, an urchin boy, I think that's a fair description, extremely poor, huddled up in almost rag clothing, it's clearly winter, his head resting on a craft cheese container that he'd almost certainly scavenged, alleyways where people are living with their possessions hung on nails in the wall. So there's a lot of homeless. Oh, there was huge homelessness then. One of the captions mentions that there were 9,000 children homeless and there were tens of thousands of people being fed by the government with emergency rations. But although these photographs show undeniably poverty, they also show people who had a resilience and particularly above all these two photographs that we've placed in the centre of a middle-aged woman and a younger woman. And their faces show both lives that have seen great hardship and of course the middle-aged woman, whether she'd lived her life in Hong Kong or China and Hong Kong, has seen the depression, she's lived through the war and so on. But coming through her face and the brighter face of the young market woman above is the sense of a kind of gritty determination and that really did characterise Hong Kong then. And the other thing about all these photographs is Hedda Morrison's ability, because she was a very humble person herself, to get close to other people. Yes, you can see that in the women's faces. There's a sense of optimism. There's a sense of enjoying that moment of being the subject. Definitely, without any doubt. And when you look at the perspective of both of these images, photographically, one knows that they were taken with wide-angle lenses. Therefore, Hedda Morrison would be as close to this woman as I am to you now. Yes, yes. And you simply cannot do that as a photographer unless your subject is happy for you to be there. She has a lovely use of light, uh, all of these... Uh, yes, that's true too. Yeah. Hedda Morrison uh, really could capture light and we can see that over here in these photographs. It's a set essentially looking at the harbour and shipping. A wonderful view from Shaki Wan across to the Taiku docks. Shakiwan Bay then of course is a great bay now entirely reclaimed. Yeah, the openness of the harbour is one subject in 1946. Definitely. And this photograph here, Sheng Wan, of a Butterfield and Swire ship in the Sichuan in against the pier and that ship and the one on the other side of the uh, pier uh, are beautifully captured because Hedda has used very strong cross light to bring out the details of the ships. Oh, and this one, 
also of a, a ship, in fact, in the Taiku dock uh, being repaired. And here she's used, Hedda Morrison has used extremely low light to create strong shadows and highlights and thus to emphasise the bulk of the ship. So this is the Swire-owned dry dock at Taiku Dockyard, completed in 1907. Um, and then, oh, it says here, able to take the world's largest ships. The facility was heavily damaged by the Allied bombing in 1945. And uh, after the war, Taiku mainly did ship repairs and refit. So here's one that's actually being repaired and refitted. <laughs> and now the happily bustling city plaza. These had a Morrison photographs look at a different aspect of life and of course this was not only true of Hong Kong, it was true of Asia, in fact it was true of many parts of the world that then primarily things were done with manual labour and we used Hedda Morrison's very graphic photographs of poles, women moving sand with rattan baskets on poles, hacker women in the new territories, fish being brought ashore and two men, I think in the most graphic of all these photos possibly the most graphic in the entire exhibition, uh, men teetering on a, a plank, bringing ashore soybean cakes. And if we look closely, and this of course reflects the war, uh, there was semi-starvation in Hong Kong, hardship, low wages, the men's ribs are actually protruding. And that's of course, as anywhere, a clear sign of malnutrition. Yes, but also just the angle that she's taking it at, she's from below and they're, they're coming almost semi-over, the photographer there, with their, well, it's a wooden basket, isn't it? A wooden round basket on pole and, yeah, hard work. Hedda Morrison, as we, I think we said at the beginning, had been trained as a photographer in Germany in the so-called modernist school, and one of its, the school's attributes or beliefs was to generally have high or low vantage points. So here she's, in this particular photograph, she must be crouching if not actually lying on the ground. In the photograph here of the ladies moving sand, it's a somewhat vertical perspective, and almost certainly she's standing on the back of a truck. Ah, is that what she's doing? The one above, I mean, all of these show, you know, as you say, manual labour, but using poles, heavy baskets, you know, women with construction materials. But I have to say, the one at the top is really quite stunning artistically. You have round... Oh, it's, everything is, is round or oblong, and it's, it's basically, it's just a super shot. And yeah, yeah, yes, and the great diagonal lines, the diagonal lines of the men walking up planks, the yeah. diagonals of so the... So this is a port shot, sorry, I'm not describing right. it, yes. Where was it taken, actually? This was certainly taken in Aberdeen, and here the perspective is much higher. So in this case, almost certainly, Hedda is in a nearby building, shooting down. Very early morning, very strong shadows, long shadows... Fish being brought ashore, very small fish, are almost certainly the overnight catch of inshore fishing sampans, not seagoing junks. That's uh, super. Um, you've got, as you say, these sampans all moored, and, uh, and then, as I say, she, you're straight down on the rattan hats of uh, the well, villages or the, the fishing community there uh, offloading. And a busy photograph, but uh, the light is beautiful. And uh, as I say, you've just got all of these shapes on there, even their steps coming down. Mm. It's um, a fascinating photo and very well composed, despite the complexities of people, movement, truck, plank, boats and so on. Uh, Devereux, the trams. 
Both in Hedda Morrison's photographs and Lee Fook Chi's, particularly, some of the most memorable photographs of trams. And if we come round the corner here into the Lee Fook Chi chamber, these two photographs here by Lee Fook Chi uh, were now in the 1950s. And this is the section of the exhibition titled Resilience. Hong Kong is now building back through the 50s. And I think of all the photographs here, the two that stand out most are this pair of large frame pictures of trams in DeVoe Road, just near Pedder Street, and beside it, a tram heading eastwards in front of the Hong Kong and Shanghai Bank. Besides the trams, which of course then as now are such an intrinsic special part of Hong Kong and fundamentally have not changed. Since 1904. <laughs> still double-deckers, yes. you know, now covered in adverts and so on, but fundamentally the same. Uh, the tram track's precisely in the same position. But both of these photos capture what was really the historical truth of the time, that Hong Kong had bounced back despite the problems of the times, particularly the Korean War embargo that forced Hong Kong to completely reinvent itself economically. And particularly in this photograph of DeVoe Road, this wonderful sense of um, bustling life, although very few cars, in fact in this entire stretch of 100 metres or so of road, we can see only three vehicles, but we can see six trams, uh, people sauntering across the road. Uh, it's clearly summer by the clothing, midday, the very vertical shadows. And you've got a man delivering lunch here in the, fore in the foreground on a big yes. tray on his head right. with dishes. And um, rickshaws along the road. On the right, a, a fascinating parallel with today. Uh, although it's in a shop house, these were shop houses built in the um, early post-First World War period. One of the stores is the Siberian First Store, and they're still there today. Which I've never really got living in humid Hong Kong. But, but the photograph has a great sense of bustling life. And this photograph here, taken in front of the Hong Kong Shanghai Banking Corporation, again, shows her use of diagonals, very well framed, almost certainly seen above the tram. All of the buildings are festooned with Union Jacks. And on the old Prince's building, here, we see the heraldic crest of Queen Elizabeth. Almost certainly the photograph was taken at the time of her coronation. All right, okay. So these are Lee Fook Chi. This is Lee Fook Chi's view of DeVoe Road as it passes what is now Statue Square. Another wonderful view here of the bank. This we know is taken after 1952 because the Bank of China, now, if you like, the old Bank of China, had just been completed. Yeah, that's an amazing photo. You've got and it was, uh, its completion was in 1952. So looking at this photograph, I mean, I love the cars in front. So you've got all of these 1950s-style cars in a car park in front of the Cenotaph, which in turn is, uh, you've got the road in between, but you've, is in front of the former Legislative Council building, now the Court of Final Appeal. Diagonally behind that is the Hong Kong and Shanghai Bank. And as you say, it's the Bank of China just completed. Yes, uh, some of the photographs you can date very, very precisely because of the cycles of building or rebuilding of particular buildings. So in this case, uh, we have the pre-war Prince's Building, 1952 completed Bank of China, but also we see the standard chartered bank being rebuilt. 
and it's known that that was going on in around 1957-58. So this has to be from that time. Ed Stokes there. Ed discovered Lee Fook Chi as he stood on the peak selling his old photos of Hong Kong to tourists, as he had done decades before. He had come as a young man from Singapore and lived a hard life. Next week, Ed Stokes shows me more of Lee's beautiful photographs of Hong Kong, which provide a real record of our city in the 1950s. Ed will also be showing me the work of the final photographer of the three on display, the work of New Zealander Brian Brake, whose work appeared in Life and other magazines. Do please go and see this exhibition and take your time to wander around. Recovery, Resilience, Resurgence, 30 Years of Hong Kong Photos, 1940s to 1970s, is on show at the Asia Society's Hong Kong Centre until June the 6th. Thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage.